you're so skilled at that. Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Southern California of the United States of America. That's, yeah. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> we ate at Kino's tonight. I love Kino's. That is so funny. Out of all it. the places, if after I met you and looked at, you know, the places that you, you know, I've been to and frequented, Kinos would have been the last place that I would have. I mean, in Chili's too. Well, you, you, Two of your favorite places are Chili's and Kinos. Well, you know why? Why? Because I have very fond memories of diners. When I was growing up with my friend Melinda, that you know mm -hmm. that I've been friends with for 45 years, mm -hmm. uh, her parents took us to this diner called Clifton's like three, four nights Clifton's. a week. Clifton's. I know Clifton's. Do you remember Clifton's? Yes. So I just, it just reminds me of my childhood. And when we... Um, lived in Bel Air. My dad used to love diners too. So mm -hmm. I, just anywhere that has big red booths, I'm, yeah, I'm all about it. Backs, the, the big yes. Backs. Oh, like, such like a headboard. Positive memories. <laughs> <laughs> and the food's yeah. always good. Always. Yeah. Consistent, predictable. The wait staff was good at Kinos. Sweet. Really nice people. Yeah. So enough about Kinos. Yeah. Go to resurrectministry.com. I thought you were supposed to do the pointing. No, no? I can't. All right. I'm not going to do it anymore. Go to resurrectministry.com. <laughs> do you really have to do that, though? I don't know anybody else that does that when they have I, That's my thing. Everybody oh, has their thing. Okay. We had, uh, what was his name? Not Walter Cronkite. What was the? Uh, uh, he had an outgoing message every time. He and... Yes. And the other guy that was here in LA, the old guy that used to say, from the desert to the sea, to all a good evening I don't remember whatever his name was. So Before anyway, my time. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Everything I say is before your time. Yes, I'm so much younger than you, <laughs> Shagums. That's why I'm a little baby. When I said like the first top guy, you said ah, that was before my time. <laughs> it wasn't before your time. I mean, it was the '70s or something, wasn't it? All right, listen. Comment. As soon as you get on, you're gonna say hi. You're gonna tell us where you're watching from. You're gonna you're gonna respond to the devotional. We need you to participate tonight. You know why? Because we're giving away a hat tonight. Oh, again? we still haven't delivered the other hat, but we're yeah. gonna. We, Sandy's gonna come on and chide us for that. No, we're gonna we're gonna. I'm gonna take it to her house, drop it off on her front porch. Great. All right, but we need you to hash to put in the comments hashtag Jesus. But we need you to participate and say hello and say hi. Hello and hi is kind of the same thing. Say hello and something about the devotional or God bless anything else. I could care a less. Prayer. But we better, a prayer but request. We better get started because I have a lot to say tonight. <laughs> All right. I can't wait. Uh, we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth devotional for June 11th. This one is entitled Filled with God. Mm. The reference is Ephesians 3.19. Uh, that says, you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The scripture reading is Ephesians 3, funny enough. Smith says, some people come with very small expectations concerning God, God's fullness. And a lot of people are satisfied with a thimbleful. <laughs> you can just imagine God saying, oh, if they only knew how much they could take away. Other people with a other people come with a larger container and they go away satisfied. God is longing for us to have such a desire for more, a desire that only he can satisfy. Amen. You women would have a good idea of what I mean from the illustration of a screaming child being passed from one person to another. The child is never satisfied until he gets to the arms of his mother. 
you will find that no peace, no help, no sources of strength, no power, mm -hmm. no life, nothing can satisfy the cry of the child of God, but the word of God. God has a special way of satisfying the cries of his children. He is waiting to open the windows of heaven until he has moved in the depths of our hearts so that everything unlike himself has been destroyed. Wow. What a wonderful divine position God intends us all to have, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is something so remarkable, so divine. It is, as it were, a great open door into all the treasure, treasury of the Most High. As the Spirit comes like rain upon the mown grass, He turns the barrenness into greenness, freshness, and life. Your dryness becomes springs. Your barrenness becomes floods. Your whole life is vitalized by heaven, and you begin to live as a new creation. No one needs to go away empty. God wants you to be filled. My brother, my sister, God wants you today to be like a watered garden filled with the fragrance, fragrance of his own heavenly joy until you know at last that you have touched the immense fullness of God. The Son of God came for no other purpose than to lift, to mold, and to remold mm -hmm. until we have the mind of Christ. Wow. Thought for today. Thanks. Go ahead. <laughs> Thought for today. The spirit of the living God sweeps through all weaknesses. Thanks be to God. Is we, that what you're going to say? <laughs> no, I was going to say, thank God we have a God of the remodel. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Because uh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I was telling the men this Saturday morning a little bit about my testimony and say, I've been in a Christian church and being religious for a very long time. And then I needed remodeling, obviously. Yeah. And it's such a great analogy because he doesn't destroy the house. He just remodels it. Yeah. He goes, you know, you're close. You had a couple of dents here and there. Right. Windshields cracked. Needs you a need facelift. <laughs> yes. Even though we're a new creation, <sighs> it's taken on top of the old tent. Does a remodel. Just really quick before you go into your... I wasn't uh, going to go into your, anything. What? No, I'm going to have you go into your, your thing. Um, there was this part here, and I hope I can find it quickly and not sit here and make Tell you guys Tell me, I, I know where it is. Um, where we... Oh, the thimble part, where it oh, says, you, um, your expectations concerning the God's fullness. A lot of people are satisfied with a thimbleful, uh, but others uh, can take away much more and then be satisfied. And They bring larger containers. They bring larger containers. What I was thinking about, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit later on, but our message tonight over at Yorba Linda Friends Church, where we tend to go on Saturday nights, um, the message was about prayer for healing. Yes. And that's kind of a little bit of a reminder of that, too, that, you know, we know we can pray for healing, but we, we often don't, don't. And where we wait until it's so bad that we're in our deathbed when we finally go. And God's going, why didn't you ask me when, yes. when you thought you had something and not waited until you were dead? It's because some people come with a thimble. You do not have because you do not ask. Yeah. And I like what Chris said. He said, we know God has the power to heal even a four-stage cancer. Yes. He has the power to do anything. But sometimes. No big task for him. Yeah. Sometimes we uh, we wait too long. Sorry. <laughs> the keynotes. The keynotes is. <laughs> uh-huh. It's doing something. Look at this. I, 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 I admonished you all that are watching <laughs> to comment, and there's not one, one comment. I can see you're watching. I can see a large number of people watching. Can you just say hi and say, you know, have you, do you come with a thimble or do you come with a big container? Right. I come with a, I'm coming now with a big well, container. Tell us what city you're watching from. Yeah, tell us what city you're watching from. What's, uh, 
I know that you said you were not going to say anything, but I'm going to ask you to say something about what it is this devotional says to you. I was thinking, I'm still stuck on Ephesians 3. Oh. So I'll reserve my comment for when we go through this. Why don't we just go ahead and read that? Sure. Yeah, positive. Oops, sorry. Clicked on the wrong thing. Here we go. So the scripture reading for tonight is, in fact, as Hedy has said, people dropped out. They they don't want to comment, so I scared them off. I was only kidding. I'm really not mad. <laughs> you, mean, you most can... of our audience, the largest portion of our audience is on podcasts, and they don't even comment anyway. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right, so make sure and look up Ephesians 3 and read it um, along with us or later on once you uh, get an opportunity. And, and still how it moves you as you read it as opposed to listening to us. Sorry, I was killing time while I was moving. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I think of all this, I... Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I've written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy prophets and apostles. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the same promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I'm the least deserving of God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, has kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I'm suffering for you, so you should feel honored. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of heaven and earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and through Christ Jesus, through all the generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So the first thing that strikes me is that this was God's plan all along to display to the rulers of the heavenly realm. So we think about this all being about us and the earthly realm, but God's plan this whole time to have Gentiles and Jews share equally um, was for the unseen rulers and people in the heavenly realms and creatures, beings in the heavenly realms, not 
just an earthly plan. And I think it's really important to think about that because the one that's one of the greatest, he says, I'm telling you a mystery. That's a mystery. What unseen rulers? Who are the unseen rulers in the heavenly realm? Is he referring to, because Satan we know is the prince of the air. Does he mean them? So partly he could mean them as in, I'm showing him, I'm showing them I'm always in control. I choose one people, they mess up, I fix it. I bring the Gentiles in, I will restore it. I will redeem Israel. I will rectify all of this. And this is my plan, basically showing off to the, uh, to the evil forces, but also the kingdom. Who is he demonstrating this to in the heavenly kingdom that are the good heavenly kingdom? I don't know. The unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places. I don't know. We may have to look up a commentary because that may mean just uh, Satan and his army. But I don't know. It just seemed to be a, it just got me. It's a great question for our audience who's watching. How they feel about that. And if... uh... Yes. If, what, what their thoughts are on even the um, the spiritual realm that we heard a lot about today at, um, at Friends Church. Yes. And the other thing I wanted to point out was, I think this is why Smith probably used this scripture too, because he's saying that comparison of coming with a thimble versus a bucket. Mm-hmm. And if we knew how much we had access to, we would ask for much more. And that access is gained by knowing his love. And so he's saying, then Christ, so I pray that he empowers you through his spirit, but that you may have the power to understand how deep, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is, because may you experience that love, um, you will become complete with the fullness of his life and power when you experience that love. So a really good prayer to say every day is, God, let me understand your love. Let me just show me another glimpse. Draw me closer to your love. Because that's the vehicle by which we gain the fullness of his life and power in our lives. Kyle says. (laughs) Former Muslim and now a Christian. What's the difference? Ha, ah, good question. We get good questions from our Twitch people. Yes, Kyle. Uh, well, they're first of all different religions, but uh, the God of the Bible is a different God than the God of Islam, Allah. And we believe that Jesus came down in flesh, God incarnate to pay the price of our sins so that we could have eternal life. And so we turn in repentance to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and receive eternal security. And uh, Islam doesn't offer that. Islam offers that you follow Muhammad and his teachings about Allah. Uh, they are, uh, many people think it's the same God, but as long as you do not accept that it is the triune God with Jesus as God incarnate, as the son, it's not the same God. And um, they do not promise, uh, Islam does not promise eternal salvation. That's the simplest explanation. Sandy B says, hey, you two, Sandy here from Placentia, no hat. No, needed. you're getting no, that you're hat. Getting, I, I bought those hats to give away. Yes. Uh, to give to you. So um, you're getting a hat, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What'd you do with the hat? We don't entirely know, but we definitely want <laughs> to put give it on it to a you. dog. Uh. Um, one question I have, and it's um, uh, on the Ephesians three, mm-hmm. where Paul says, "When I think of all this, I, I, Paul." a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles. Why do you, use, why do you think he uses the word prisoner as opposed to follower or? Because he was in prison. I understand that he was in oh. prison, but why use that in relationship to Christ Jesus? A prisoner for the a negative. Uh, but it's a prisoner for the gospel. Hmm. Persecuted. Sounds... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But it has a double play. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I see. I'm looking at it from a different aspect. He's a prisoner because of his love of Jesus Christ. Right. And that's what's why he's shackled to the wall of a cave. Probably. Right. Oh, man. Thank you for that. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> I don't think I could have got you to understand that, but he, he wanted you to understand it. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, what a negative. I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Our friend uh, Kelvin or Kyle, I can't quite figure that out. I think it's, it's either Kelvin, the CV. Or Kyle Vin, the CV. I don't know. Um, help us out with that that name, if you would. Uh, I love he, that question. He follows up and says, "How do you know you chose the correct God? Yeah. There are a lot of recognized worship around the world and through time. Seriously, how does one know? And how do all others feel about learning their deity is false? <sighs> for me, in particular, and I think for many people, it's the same. Not for everybody. I've experienced God, so." In um, when I met Jesus Christ, I audibly heard his voice. And since that time, I've received the Holy Spirit and I can hear the Holy Spirit speak to me. And the reason I know it's true is because he tells me things that I would otherwise never know. I could never understand if it wasn't um, him speaking. And the the Bible is the um, true infallible word of God. And when you read it and when it's open to you and God opens the scripture, the revelation in it is mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. So it's a, to me, it's, it's something you experience and then it comes by faith and you believe because you have the faith because you've, you just know. I know there's a lot of Christians or like in in any religion that are born into it and they go to church because they're supposed to. And that's what you do when you're a Christian. But for me, it was absolutely um, experiential, experienced God. I agree. I mean, I grew up in the the Catholic religion and I can't. Now, I'm sure that people in the Catholic faith have have experienced, um, you know, God's presence and the devil because I mean, they're really famous for exorcisms and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But when I was in the faith, um, the, I I got no, no, nothing ever really happened that made me feel like I was close to God. And I was young. I was a kid. Um, I think it was uh, all the way up to maybe high school, maybe by junior high, I'd already fallen out of, you know, practicing uh, Catholicism. And then I went to egg, egg, be an agnostic and... Um, and I know for sure during those periods of time, the only thing I experienced was my failures. I mean, of course, there's success, but then there would be great failure along with it. And in no time did I feel that it was God's fault. I blamed God because I didn't surely wasn't going to blame myself. <laughs> you know, it wasn't. It was just an excuse. You know, you usually say, "Well, why would this happen? If there's a God, these things wouldn't happen." 
happen. If, there, if there's a God, then these things wouldn't happen to children or to other people. And there was always this blame, um, but there was just void of anything. It was just me. Then I came into the Christian faith, and there were uh, some moments where I really felt God's presence, but it was still me holding like a little bit of a barrier between he and I. And but I but I, but it was much better. I was I felt closer to God because I would feel something during worship, or I would feel and see it in other people. That was really the thing that kept me going because I go, man, I want that. <laughs> and I could like, I want that. It was like, I cannot get that. So there was almost like this. I knew it existed. I knew God existed. Witnessing I knew it. The Holy Spirit existed and Jesus Christ existed because I could see it in people. I love that. And as much as I was denying it because I'm a very skeptical person, um, it, it, I, I would go home or lay in bed at night and go, gosh, darn it. I, I knew that. I know that's him. But he, he has them. He's visiting him. I can see uh, the miracles in other people. I go, what? What is it? What's it going to take? I wait so, on the door and knock. So this t- this morning, uh, I was um, telling my testimony to a group of men that's in my Bible study. There was a new man, a, a new dude that uh, joined our our group, um, and I was re- retelling my testimony of only about three and a half, four years ago, my experience of 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 actually having Jesus Christ stand before me in uh, Utah. And how that felt and what else happened in the room at the time was clearly the existence of Jesus Christ, the existence of the Holy Spirit, the existence of God, all in that room at the same time, and the existence of the devil, devil. in the room at the same time. And I can also tell you the existence of a real God is the real devil. And so Kyle V and the CV, I'm telling you that um, that's when you know the difference between a false God and a real God is when you have that experience. And until you have it, it really is hard to understand. And I am with you, Kyle. I went for, I'm 60 years old now. Um, I had to be 57, somewhere around the 56, 57 before, before I felt God. And it wasn't because he was hiding himself. He was there the whole time. It was me putting up the barriers don't and, put up the and, barrier. And not accepting him as my Lord and Savior, truly accepting him as my Lord and Savior. Even though I said the words, you can say the words and not actually accept them. Because ah, yes. it's in your heart. It's in your soul. It's in your being. Um, and so after that, that time in Salt Lake City at the Marriott, um, in a conference room, not in the church, not being prayed over, not standing beneath the cross at a Marriott conference room, Jesus Christ revealed himself to me along with... Um, uh, the devil and and through a bunch of other people. I, the story is obviously much longer, but uh, when I told the story again today, every time I tell it, it's 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 more confirmation because I see more truth in what happened on that day. Because I keep, I, I still, as a skeptical person, you're going to question it all the time. Like, really, did all that happen? And absolutely, it did happen. And so that's my long, my longer extended version of how I know the difference between. Um, a false God and a, and a true God. Um, and I'm, I was wondering, Kyle V in the CV is at uh, Coachella Valley CV, or is there another CV? Just wondering. Sorry, I have so many questions about your name. Uh, Kyle says, Nothing wrong with belief in a specific God, but does it upset you to hear others believing in other gods? No. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm sad for those people. I, I'm, I'm not upset, personally. You may have a different feeling. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sad 
for them now um, because I know, I know now. Um, I'm sad for my daughter who's 29 years old who I, I wish that she would get to know God. Um, I love her so much and, and her and I have spent so much time together that I'm, I'm sad but not, a, not upset. There's two different ways of looking at that in the way that I look at it. I'm sad because I love her so much. I wish she would. What about you? That's a good question. Yeah. Are you upset? Am I, and I, or do you get upset? Upset I would define as not upset. If you mean by upset, angry, no. Absolutely not. It's a, an election. God makes that choice. We don't. Uh, he calls his chosen, and there's nothing... Um, we preach the gospel as to be obedient to God, but it is God who ultimately makes that election. And it's been decided since before the beginning of time, before the foundation of the earth, as God says in the Bible. So, but it does make us sad because you want everyone. God wishes that no one would perish and we would want everyone to have eternal security that they would spend eternity in uh, God's presence. So only in that sense would we be sad. You know what? That's funny that I just had this feeling when you when you just said what you said. Is that let's just say that there is no, you know, eternity. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Okay. That you still that we still benefit. Our lives have, are completely different, and so much there's so much um, benefit to our relationship between the two of us, our relationship with our children. Because of our faith in God. Absolutely. So even if there isn't an eternity, our lives are better because of our faith. That, that God exists, that the Holy Spirit dwells inside us. But it wouldn't be the case were it not true that there is an eternity. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't, I, I... Usually people say the opposite of what you just said. They mm-hmm. usually say, if you do not know whether there's an eternity, then might as well be prepared right. in case there is. That's but, what I used to say. Yeah. That's what I used to say for my, when I was religious. Is that, why not? What if you're wrong? <laughs> right. It doesn't take much work. Might no. as well try. But now that I know how my life is different because of my faith, I go. I, Hands down, I'm, a better choice. It, the, the icing on the cake or the, the bonus is living uh, with Christ in heaven forever. Yeah. That just happens to be a bonus. Yeah. That's a bonus. <laughs> Because I know, I know how horrible I am at, at being my God. I'm not that great of a God. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been. That's why that took you 57 years to to, to finally come to terms with. Yes, I could have sworn I was a fantastic God. <laughs> yeah, see that? Oh, every day uh, I looked in the mirror, think, "Oh, you're a great God." See, I don't have that perspective, Cal, because <laughs> I was in a very difficult religion for 25 years almost. So I've never gotten to be my own God. I was very young. When I came to faith in Islam. So, and then I met Jesus uh, about four years ago. So, and I met him on YouTube. And everybody else who's watching, feel free to comment. And uh, this isn't just a conversation between Kyle and us. If you have something that you want to add, um, please, please do. We don't uh, be shy about uh, adding in because Kyle says um, this here where he says, I'm just intrigued in religious faith uh, beliefs, not trying to troll. No, don't think that you are either we I, nope. we really enjoy uh, these kinds of conversations when people come on that are just interested and, and want want to know more whether you're whether we can add to your life or maybe you decide to make a choice for jesus or not um we love having the conversation and hope that um 
it just helps you understand uh, maybe a little bit more. And then maybe in the future, you might make that choice. And then Kyle says, I appreciate your faith in not being you <laughs> who are not on the same side. Oh, you are most welcome. Thank yeah, for you. Sure. For, thank you for your, uh, for your kindness in your delivery too. Cause some people are not so kind. <laughs> And I, I, and unlike uh, Hedia, uh, I actually like those people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me, not as much a fan. <laughs> not, not, not so much. Um, let's go ahead and read Psalm uh, 72.6. He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass as showers that water the earth. I found this interesting because when Smith was talking about it and making that analogy of God and like the spirit coming down. I'm wondering why God used mown grass as opposed to unmown grass. I am so intrigued by that word too. Right? So when you think about it, a beautifully manicured lawn is quite gorgeous, right? It's all even, the color is beautiful. And so I guess as opposed to like a lawn full of weeds and uneven, mm -hmm. maybe there's just something more beautiful about it, about Rain coming on a mown grass as opposed to a disheveled grass? I don't know, but I'm just intrigued. Why did God, I mean, anybody have any idea why God said mown grass as opposed to unmown grass or just grass? And you know, when Psalms 72 was written, which was what, I don't know, four or 5,000 years ago, something yep. like that, that they didn't have lawn mowers. No. I wonder how they. How and this they, is a King James version. So they mean something by the mown. Yeah. So do we mow anything else other than grass? We don't, there's nothing else that's mowed. So again, something else that I had no idea that mowing the lawn is actually spiritual. It's well, from, he didn't say mowing the lawn was spiritual. Uh, mow? What else do Moan. we mow? <laughs> I don't know. Moan is just another tense of the word mow. Right. Moan, mowing. We moan when we're in pain. Now, it's spelled differently, I think, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Right. This is M O. This is M O W N. Yes. Okay. Wow. So I didn't know I mowing know. the lawn. I was doing something it, with with God every time I mowed the lawn. He doesn't say the act of mowing oh. is is majestic. He's saying that rain come down on mown grass. Me looks too it. <laughs> I was like, I I don't know. I that that takes it to another level because they didn't have mowing grass back then. Right. But what uh, does mown grass look like five thousand years ago? Four thousand years uh, ago. One of those like those things Hacksaws that they swing. Yeah. That, 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 that hook on it. Yeah. Like the Grim Reaper? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> First Corinthians 2.16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ? Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ? So who is he in this? Where? This he. The per that's a person. The him is capitalized. Right. So he, a person. Oh, is anybody, not one specific right. person. Hey, hey, hey. Wow, I'm so happy you're here. I can't believe I did this by myself for six months. What, uh, what the heck was I talking about? <laughs> I've seen some of those ducky videos with you by the ducks. They were cute. Oh, uh, well, that's why I had to refer to other books. It, I, re, I replaced all the books with you. Oh. I had to go through a whole bunch of other books when I used to do this show so by honored. myself. Yes, I had like these books all laid out on the picnic table and the ducks. I see those the, videos. The, the geese helped me out. Um, so what do you what do you think of uh, 1 Corinthians 2.16? Any, 
added thoughts about I mean, that. we have the mind of Christ. Yeah. What else do you need? It's just I don't. I'm not quite sure if I can grasp that idea. That right? for me, it is such a large thought. Like it's like having this. Like you have the mind of Christ. You have. And that's why that's the point, Kyle. See, that's why we read the scripture. We, but we have the mind of Christ, the indwelling of God. Something extraordinary. Let me tell you, I actually tell this to my daughter who for a while was really into this weird sorcery, still unfortunately um, fascinated by these things, but this idea of crystals and healing and manifesting. And I constantly tell her, do you understand what it means to be a child of God? Do you understand you have the indwelling of God? You think these dumb sorcerer magician people can heal someone? Do you know what it's like to have the ability to heal in your touch? by the name of jesus alone it's like forget all of that that stuff is child's play compared to what the christian is capable of you know but it's Mm. just the but uh the enemy the devil has gotten people enamored and fast fascinated with a piece of with a piece of crystal with a piece of glass pyramid any pyramids yeah crystal pyramid yeah it, it's pink it has healing powers what <laughs> stop it stop worshiping a piece of glass you have the power in your hand with the scripture we were learning tonight i was a I magician and did magic at you know all over the place here in southern california uh, up until i was about 23 24 years old and i was a, a student of uh not physically just i read a lot of books about harry houdini Mm-hmm. The one thing I really appreciated about Harry Houdini is that he was a fantastic magician. He was amazing, obviously, because everybody, even obviously. to this day, people know who he is. It's like saying Elvis is a good musician. Right. <laughs> but in the, but uh, his entire um, career was debunking spiritualists. That was, ah. was his other side, his side hustle. Oh. Was debunking, you know, people that believe that if, you know, Uncle Larry went into, went dead, you know, went into death, that you could go to some guy's house and they would bring him in there and he would speak to them or write things out. But he was always exposing the magic trick behind spiritualism. It was fantastic. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, because it's just, you, there's, there's no replacement for God, obviously, but the, oh, people are always are trying to do it. They're always well, trying to because, find that replacement. Well, why not just go to God? Because that's the, that's the trick of Satan is getting people to worship false gods, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so Kyle says, I think you both should have a respectful conversation with your daughter. Your beliefs are probably as whacked her as your beliefs are. Oh, we have very respectful conversations. Mm-hmm. What I just described to you is something I say to her like passionately, but we have a serious conversation about it because she has been baptized. She doesn't accept Jesus Christ, but she still thinks these things are fascinating. And I tell her, I was like, do you, because of that baptism and her belief in Jesus Christ, I was like, you don't realize your potential. It's even what this devotional is saying is you don't realize your potential by virtue of being a child of God. It is far beyond a piece of glass, far beyond anything that anybody can, that Satan can counterfeit and make to look like power is never compared to the true power that God gives his children. There's an interesting thing I think that I deal with in talking to my children uh, and especially Courtney, my old, my oldest daughter. And, and that there's two ways. There's two things that I, I, I think about before I make a statement about God and 
about who Jesus is and how the Holy Spirit dwells inside me when we have these conversations. And that is, how could I say this so young Andy would actually listen? Because I was Catholic, then I was agnostic, and then I created my own religion for a period of time. Probably about four or five years, I thought I had created my own religion. I'm telling you, I... I, I, I didn't know you created your own yes. religion. Moyedo. <laughs> I'll tell you, Moyedo stands for some other time. It's too much to go into now, but it actually stood for something. I'm sure. <laughs> Did you have the website? It so too? silly. Now. No, it was before. It's also something Bo would do. <laughs> Bo's his eight year old. I was. 20s i was in my 20s <laughs> i'm sure you were you thought you were gonna you thought you were gonna create the new agape church thing yes uh, yeah. uh, yes but <laughs> somebody so- else thought that was funny too <laughs> we got a laughy emoji it's pretty funny folks but uh kyle i mean i i understand exactly what you're saying you're absolutely right that you have to figure out and the bible even talks about this about how you need to not sound crazy <laughs> sound like a lunatic and so i for a brief moment i go in my head how can i say this and how can i talk about this so that they will actually listen and not say you know dad you're you're a kook you know you're a bible thumper you're you know a, a jesus freak you're all the names that they give people that you know, that are interested in trying to spread the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing. The other thing is many of my kids have seen me when I've been not walking with God. Right. And I, and so that's the other side of things. I said, okay, <laughs> who are you, who today, are you and what have you done with my dad? Where the heck is he? And so there's also that aspect. And so I, t- I tried to explain this. So listen, you know who I was, you know, some of the things that I've done, but I can tell you for sure that you're about ready to do something that I know is going to go horribly wrong. And, uh, and I, I think quite often there's a, a, a scripture that will, you know, support my position Yes. Uh, as to why, if I would have been listening at the time to God, that I would not have made that choice. Yes. And that even in the Inevitably. Bible, in the Bible, I, I, business choices, um, personal choices, relationship choices, um, sexual choices, all these things are in the manual for life, which is known as the Bible. And you will find something to support your position. But the the thing is, I thought, I think, is that I look at those two things. What would little Andy listen to? Little being like 20-year-old Andy. And You know what I think when you say that? (laughs) I know. And what, and and what is it that they know about how I used to be that I can use to say, you remember how I used to be? This is one of those things that you can avoid that. Because when I was that person, I lost everything. I lost my house. I lost relationships. I lost my marriage. I lost all kinds of stuff. And, um, and you don't want that to happen. So listen to me. I, I know what I'm speaking of. So, and I'm glad I can make you laugh. <laughs> you make me laugh a lot. I hope that all made sense. Did that make sense? Absolutely. Most of it? Absolutely. Even little Andy? Even little Andy. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, you can't go to bed, Kyle. We're, uh, we're just getting the, the talk. Right. Well, you can, you got Andy on a roll. I'm headed to bed soon, but last question. What makes you so passionate about religion to do a live stream about it? Oh, nice. Well, I, I think, and of course, uh, Andy will have his own response. <laughs> <laughs> well, little Andy. No, just go. Big Andy. Big Andy's <laughs> going to do the talking. It is. Uh, I don't know. When you get touched by, I mean, Andy was a cop. I was a Muslim and we were touched by the Lord Jesus Christ. I met him on YouTube. Andy met him in a 
convention hall in Utah. So when you're touched in these kind of miraculous ways and it completely 180s your life, you are inspired to talk about it. I have a website, you know, that we, where we put all of our content, you know, we do, it's, it's the center of our universe now. And we're at an age where it is, uh, this is a home stretch. So yeah. got to do as much as we possibly can. We wasted too much time. <laughs> for well, me, some uh, of it was good, but still for me, I've been in the, uh, video marketing business, um, for, I don't know now, 25 years, 30 years. So I've, I've been doing the video thing to get the word out about my dog training business, about, you know, uh, you know, current events, whether it has to do with, you know, misunderstandings about how law enforcement works and what needs to happen. So I know that when I want to move the needle on something, the best that I can is to do a video, whether it's a live video or a recorded video, no matter how many people watch. If it's just two people watch, I don't care. I, I at least helped two people understand something. Uh, when I had was uh, uh, added CBD oil to my um, my supplements and, and things like that. And there's positive changes, whether it was my blood pressure or anxiety and depression and PTSD that I wanted to share that because I knew other people could benefit from what it was that I was finding uh, from the CBD. Not everybody did, but some people did. Yeah. And so obviously when it comes to my uh, interaction with Jesus in Utah and how it began to change my life in such a positive way, changing so many things, business, relationships, uh, parenting, all those things. Yeah, if you if you do for, for just CBD, yeah, yeah, if I do it for Lisa, exactly. can do it for Jesus. Right? Why are you why are you stepping on my lines? <laughs> but uh, if I could make a positive change in your life, Kyle, uh, by you thinking, you know what, that guy, he wants you know, a half bed, yeah, <laughs> jokester, him and his little Andy, were <laughs> or something else, <laughs> and uh, and Hedia, you know what? Maybe they got something, and you just take one other step, and then all of a sudden you go, "Well, that's actually pretty cool." And you know, then I've done I've done what God has asked me to do. So it, I believe a little bit of us that God is uh, obviously not a little bit, but God has obviously called all Christians to share a Bible with people. That's one of the main things that you are supposed to do as a Christian. Um, and I think that, uh, this is one of the best ways we can do it for me. It's way more comfortable doing it because now you're behind a camera, uh, stopping you on the sidewalk is a lot more difficult for me. Hedia can do it. Uh, but, uh, I can't, uh, we have people here that are from Australia. We have people that, that watch us from, uh, Europe and all parts of the United States, Canada. Um, uh, who, where is That's she? That's kind of cool. That Kate, Kate Mary is from Australia. That's why she's saying good day. So you can see that there's many people that uh, can see this. And for me, it's the best opportunity to do that. Uh, was there another so one? So he said, uh, just to respond what? to Kyle's response, and then we'll go to all of our other friends that are yeah. on. Yeah. Put it up in the new. <laughs> Oops. Thanks for the answers and good combo. Have a great night, and I'm sure your channel will grow with your level-headed talk. Thank, Thank you, you Kyle. Kyle. We appreciate it. Much appreciated. Thank you for visiting. And, and visit often. It would be awesome. Robert says, uh, hey, guys, off the subject, I keep missing your podcast or broadcast. Do you start at the same time each night? You know, pretty close, though. Uh, lately, we've been more consistent. Last yeah. night, we weren't on because um, we were a little sleepy. There was a rough day yesterday for some reason. I don't know. It's, it's long. I, I had to do eight chapters of David Ramsey's financial advice for high schoolers. <laughs> I was very exhausted. <laughs> your daughter's supposed to do those uh, Yeah, but if I'm not sitting there, it doesn't get done. So. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, goodness. So 
I was like brain dead by the time that was over. <laughs> and he's a good Christian. So, you know, you were spending time with a Christian. Oh, but it didn't matter. <laughs> it was great advice. Even if he wasn't a Christian, his financial advice was pretty solid. Yeah. So Robert, what's probably happening is that I have been suspended quite often on Facebook and my, and the reach has been throttled all the way down. I get notices all the time. So it's not anything I'm making up. I know some people will say, oh, really? Uh, no, I mean, I remember <laughs> when I started this, we, we'd really have hundreds of people watching at a, at a time. And then on the other subjects that I talk about, which is current events, uh, as I call them, because that sounds better, um, I get these notifications. It's not your MAGA King stuff? Yeah, no, for sure. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I have a notice right now for until I forget, I think 90 days. I'm, they said they're going to reduce the reach on all my stuff. Oh, on now Facebook. they tell people. Oh, yeah, I got it. I'll show you. It says right on my thing. I thought that was something we just the shadow banning thing. I no, didn't know that it they is. actually tell you that now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's see if it's still on there. Wow. Uh, they took it off. But it was uh, it was just the other day. Every so often I get a night and 90 days. Wow. So, yeah. So I'm sorry, Robert, you're going to. Either have to uh, make sure that you're subscribed and hit the bell. If, I mean, if you go to YouTube and hit the bell, it'll send you notifications. But Facebook, you could do notifications too. Yeah, but that's the one that's even they they decide not to. Even I'm not throttled. If you try oh, the, yeah. living, the Resurrect Ministry page and put on notifications, then you'll get a notification. <laughs> I don't. I don't say anything that's too people. To, I'm not important enough for people to. Like Robert says, you made a difference. Oh, thanks, Robert. That is awesome. Hooked on Jesus says, being born again is so much more than religion. Yes, Amen. Absolutely. That's awesome. It's a great statement. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have become a Christ follower to be a Christian. Yeah. I thought I saw one other one that I missed here, but I guess not. Robert, Kyle. Okay. Um, one thing I want to ask you about, just really quick before we leave, uh, because we've only been on for 46 minutes is that the, we had our scripture tonight, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. We didn't have a chance to talk about it yet, but um, it was this uh, John 5.14. Oh, so good. Which says, uh, we're at the um, Defense Church, Chris, uh, uh, Pastor Chris um, Ward was talking about praying for healing and whether or not, um, you know, the, if somebody gets an illness, whether it's because of sin or not, and... And, it, and he came to a conclusion that it possibly is yes, sometimes. Yes, Jesus actually <laughs> said it a lot. Go and sin no more. You know, yeah, it, it actually, and he gave some great examples of that. So. Yeah, so this, there's this passage here from John 5.14 that says, Later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. God said that to me after what? The I remember when I told you that I had a commitment to God that I didn't, um, that I wasn't honoring. And he's like, you will regret not listening to me. Like I, I will make you sick. Um, wow. yeah, he like, that's why I cried. I mean, I like literally my entire life, my healing from cervical cancer, all of that came flashing back to me. And the Lord was just like, I anointed you and put this mantle on you for a reason. I expect obedience. Like it was scary. The scariest message I ever received from God. Is that why last Sunday when you had a first reaction from the woman that was sitting next to us and you heard from God during that period of time and said, you know what? I, I sat you next to this woman for a reason. Is that why so quickly you can pivot 
because of that that thought or just the fact that God just was speaking to you? Uh, you, uh, Say it again. Say it again. So uh, last Sunday we had this, uh, you know, you always sit, often sit next to somebody that's, you know, you've not sat to, sat next to before. And there was this woman who was uh, troubled Mm -hmm. and uh, it has some special needs or something going on probably. And, um, you know, sometimes when you sit next to somebody, they're very chatty and they're, they're off on some other discussion. Other off, than the reservation. off the reservation. And you can tell. And it's like, oh, man, did I have to sit here? And at, Cal- at Calvary Chapel, Tuna Hills, there's nowhere to go. Because if you <laughs> finally find a seat, if you leave, then you're going to be in the overflow. So you don't want to leave. And uh, both of us had this, uh, uh, we'll just put up with it for an hour and a half and then we'll be done with it. But you suddenly pivoted and you began to actually converse with her. <laughs> That's because I heard from God. Right. So yes. that that the action or the change in your behavior towards her, was it because of thinking, oh, I don't want him to. Oh, no, that's not what it was in reference to. Okay. You know what it's in reference to. Oh. The the actions, the, the behaviors, mm. the habits that God told me I cannot engage in, oh. that I had returned to, <laughs> and he made Sorry, folks, I'm speaking kind of cryptic. It's kind of private. Oh, sorry. I didn't but, know. I was thinking of this passage. No, it was that passage. Mm. Sorry, we're speaking in riddles. Okay. We'll talk about it off camera. <laughs> so but, sorry, I didn't even think, think about that. But yeah, so when God uh, tells you to do something and you do not and you do not listen and I stop doing it, I, the, God was like, oh, did you think I was kidding? You know, mm-hmm. like, and so it was, it was quite, it, I mean, he was quite scary. So get back to my original question, what it was going to be. And that is when we, when I read this, should we understand it to be that God will just lift his hand off of you, hand of protection, or actually will cause you to be sick? Like, yeah, no, he doesn't, he doesn't, God provides the cure. God doesn't hurt or destroy. So mm-hmm. he just lifts, he just you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> it leads you to your own devices, you know, and we all know how that goes. Yeah. And lifts his hand. It's just like Job. People have often give the example of Job, where he had such blessing and favor over his life, good health, beautiful children, wealth, everything. And God says, when Satan asked to tempt him, he says, he's only great because you have a wall of protection around him. And he says, okay, I lift it. And you can do everything but kill him. And then Satan just started attacking, you know, took his kids, killed all of his kids, took his livestock, took his wealth, gave boils all over his body just to see if he would curse God. Mm. It's the greatest example of, of how that works. Wow. All right. Good Quite know. dramatic example. <laughs> scary, very scary example. But yes. believe you me, any of us that have read the book of Job, that's the first thing you think of. You're like, oh, no, if God says he's going to lift his hand, it could get really bad. It really is kind of interesting is that you could go to some churches and never hear this stuff. I mean, and when you read the Bible, sometimes you're, you're just trying to, trying to just get through some of these sections because they're hard to understand and hard to read. Like I've never heard that before. And I know that I've read that, that book before. Right. I know, you know, John, who doesn't and read even, John? And even Matt said that I mean, Chris said, you know, we kind of gloss over this because it's very unpopular mm-hmm. to connect sin with sickness. Something else. Kate says uh, about Hedia, well done. Good to tell the <laughs> truth. Facebook punishes for God truth. God's truth. 
Yeah, it's true. She's a Frank. Oh, me? Yeah. What? I'm such a good person. You are. <laughs> I wouldn't have married you otherwise. God wouldn't have given me to you. Jan, otherwise. Jan says I get. <laughs> That's it. That wasn't him lifting his hand to protection. No. <laughs> feel like that sometimes but no what you walked into that one you know, i did jan says i get notifications on facebook from both of you that's how i know you're on ding ding yeah i mean really you have to hit the notifications uh so that you get notified uh to get through the throttling of um my posts <laughs> my posts don't get seen i have lots of people um um uh, oh my gosh who was talking robert. Was oh robert sorry robert um I, I get messages from people all the time. Like, oh, you, don't you post ever on, on Facebook? And Eddie like goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> he posts like all the time. Um, yeah. There's lots of people that say they don't see anything that I post anymore. Uh, Hooked on Jesus says. God chastises those he loves. That's scriptural. Absolutely. If he didn't, we wouldn't be his children. Right. Exactly. It's like we do our kids. All right. Anything else, my love? No, but I do want to just really quick, because this will take a second. Honestly. Uh, I, um, Chris shared tonight, uh, Chris Ward uh, is a pastor at, Cal at, uh, uh, French church, Yerba Linda, that his, uh, wife has been diagnosed with stage uh, two yes. breast cancer. So, and I, her name is escaping me now. I don't know. I should have looked it up before I got on here. I had it and now I lost Mrs. It. Ward, Mrs. Ward, <laughs> Mrs. Pastor Ward. Um, uh, please pray for her healing. Um, and I think tonight's, um, message from him. Really, uh, again, he, he even admitted that, you know, I, I want to do this message a little bit because of what's happening in his family's life right now, which is his wife uh, having been diagnosed with cancer. But uh, I think it's important that uh, everybody uh, pray um, for her healing, along with anybody that's in your life that needs healing. And just in case uh, people, so it's from James 5, it starts at 4. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The fervent, effective prayer of a righteous man avails much. That was the scripture he was talking about. And so he was encouraging us to pray for each other, to go to our elders to be prayed for. And so he's asked that of us as the church to pray for his wife to be healed as well. And believing uh, in her miraculous healing. Yep. And tonight, I just want to tell you, just um, if you know anybody that likes to follow podcasts, go to the Edify app and download it and find Living Fearless Devotional on the Edify app and subscribe. That would be awesome. And there's other Christian podcasters on there. All right, my friends, we love you. God bless and have a great night. We'll see you possibly tomorrow. Possibly. <laughs> Talk to you later. God bless. Take care.